0: You are locked on magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: And you are indeed a locked on magic. Today is April 5th, 2019. My name is Phil Ross I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll preview the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about the point guard situation and the move the Magic made as well, and Michael Carter-Williams' impact on the team. That'll all be coming up here in just a moment, but before we get into any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching on iTunes or the Himalaya app for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with the excruciating detail we do here, there's a podcast covering every team in the NBA with that same level of care. Want to learn a little bit more about the Atlanta Hawks? Check out Locked On Hawks. Want to catch up on the Miami Heat or the Brooklyn Nets? Locked On Heat and Locked On Nets is your place to go. Locked On Pistons has the Detroit Pistons. It is that time of the year where we're following everyone and everybody and watching those scoreboards. Luckily, no scores that mattered on Thursday to the Orlando Magic. There's also Locked On NBA to cover the league from the national perspective, as well as Locked On Fantasy Basketball for those last-minute fantasy basketball needs that you have. The Lockdown Podcast Network has everything you could want, local experts covering the teams that they care about, just like I do with the Orlando Magic. You can get that as well in NFL, MLB, and college varieties too, A flavor for every taste. You can find that all on iTunes or now on the Himalaya app, an app that helps, you, helps sort through your podcast clutter and recommends podcasts to you. Check that out. The Himalaya app is your place to find the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic will close out their home schedule at the Amway Center for the regular season against the Atlanta Hawks, a team that is really quite dangerous, but the Magic have just had this great matchup advantage with so far this year. Orlando has won three essentially blowout games over the Hawks um, this season. Um, Orlando, though, is not taking that for granted by any means. Um, They know how difficult Atlanta can be. Atlanta has played some fantastic basketball of late. They play at the fastest pace in the league at 104.5 possessions per game per 48 minutes. Their offensive rating is uh, in the top, is is at 107.5 for the year, 112.6 defensive rating. So their offense for the year has been about the same as the Magic, but you take a look at their last 10 games. Their last 10 games, all of a sudden the Hawks are one of the best offensive teams in the league, or at least near the top of the league, uh, uh, um, are, you know, a, a very dangerous team. 109.6 offense rating is about the middle of the league, so they're not tearing things up there, but they are very potent. Their defense has gotten slightly better, but they're a team that if you are not careful, if you're not on your game, if you're not getting the stops, and if you're not forcing them into mistakes, they can light you up. They beat Philadelphia in their last outing on Wednesday. Trey Young is scoring a ton of points, and really the only team that's been able to slow them down offensively is the Orlando Magic, quite ironically. But with the way the Magic are playing defense lately, there is plenty of cause for concern. The Magic are giving up a fair amount of three-pointers. The Magic are not coming out early with the right kind of energy and intensity. And this Atlanta team is a team that if you let them stick around, if you let them get into their rhythm, if you let them get confident, they will have a chance to win. Like a lot of teams kind of at the bottom of the standings, They rely on just pure energy and effort to beat you, or to stay in the game and give themselves a chance, and and when you get, again, into close game situations, it really feels like a coin flip. This is absolutely a situation where the Magic have to get their work done early. This is absolutely a situation where the Magic have to kind of take control of the game early and not feel like they have to chase. Atlanta is a team that you can afford to make some mistakes, but really, this is a team that you have to make make mistakes. The Hawks are one of the worst teams in the league as far as turning the ball over in their last 10 games. Atlanta is near the bottom of the league uh, in turnover rate. Um, uh, 17th in the league in turnover rate, 13.1% turno- uh, ter- turnover rate. For the whole season, they, they are a team that, that will make a ton of mistakes. They are a young team. That's what young teams do, and I'm not just saying that because they have Trey Young. The Atlanta Hawks are the worst team in the league in terms of turnover rate for the entire season, 16.3%. So Orlando can and should be able to get them to turn the ball over, and if they can do that, that will feed their offense, which, you know, for as much as we talk about the defense struggling a little bit, their offense is playing pretty well. Outside of uh, the the Toronto game, really, Orlando's offense is doing more than enough to win. It's still going to come down to their defense. Will the Magic close down the paint? Will they keep Trey Young away from the middle of the lane? Will they get out to the three-point shooters and challenge three-point shots? Will they make things difficult for this Atlanta team? We know Orlando can score, and I have no doubt Orlando's going to be able to score on this Atlanta team, but they've got to lock down and defend, and they got to really kind of assert their, their will and control over the game. If this game turns out to be a game similar to the one on Wednesday against the New York Knicks, and the Knicks are a somewhat similar team, I would say Atlanta is a better, more potent offense. If they turn this game into a similar game where, you know, it's Orlando's gotten some distance, Atlanta makes a run maybe to make it closer than it should be, and then Orlando reasserts its dominance... If they do that, that's fine. Because again, we're at the point of the season where all that matters is the result. But Orlando has to ha- come out with focus. They have to come out with that intensity and that energy. And if they can do that, they will win. And this is a game the Magic absolutely should feel like they, they can win. We all know the standing situation at this point. Orlando is half game up on Miami. Miami is play, is playing Minnesota on Friday night. They're tied with the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets will play the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. The Bucks just clinched home court advantage for the entire playoffs. Who knows who will play there? And of course, they're a half game behind the Detroit Pistons for six. Detroit is at Oklahoma City on Friday. Depending on what happens with Miami, uh, Minnesota is an interesting team. They are a good team about the same level as Miami, but this is a game Orlando has to win. We're... This is a point of the season where take care of the games you're supposed to take care of. All the statistical models, uh, 538, all those guys believe the Magic will make the playoffs and it's because they have games like this against Atlanta. They have a game that on paper should be a win. And Orlando has Orlando can't kind of deviate from that formula, from that path that that's seemingly laid out for them statistically. This is a game the Magic have to win. I think I've said this a million times about this homestand, Orlando has to win this game. They have to sweep this homestand, win these final two games at home. They took care of business on Wednesday and then split on the road. And if they can do that, they should be in the playoffs. But you can't rely on that. Orlando controls their own destiny. Remember that. Orlando's got the half game lead on Miami. They control their own destiny. Which means Orlando has to keep winning to build up Cushion. You win, Miami loses, all of a sudden you can clinch a playoff spot on Sunday. That's where we're at. The magic number for the Magic to clinch a playoff spot is three. Three games remaining. So three Magic wins or three Heat losses and this thing is over. And they can do it by Sunday. But, obviously, a lot of things have to happen and the first thing that has to happen is the Magic have to take care of their own business. It's the final home game of the season for the Orlando Magic. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. You can. We'll have coverage of this game on a special weekend edition of Locked On Magic. We'll come. I'll, I'll do a quick recap podcast uh, for Saturday. So, so stand by your podcast. Uh, stand by where you get. Let's get your podcasts on Saturday morning. Uh, we'll 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 recap this game as well as we dive into the final few games of the season. Orlando taking on taking on the Atlanta Hawks at seven o'clock at the Amway Center. Games on Fox Sports Florida. We'll have complete coverage here on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as on Locked On Magic.
0: Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Thursday also saw, those some mechanical moves, some moves that we expected. Michael Carter-Williams' second 10-day contract expires on Saturday. And there was a decision point that was coming, whether the Magic wanted it to or not. Orlando had to retain Michael Carter-Williams. He has been a true revelation for the team. He has been one of their better players since joining the fold. And letting him walk or letting him get away would hurt the team's playoff chances. Isaiah Briscoe simply was not close enough to being healthy, and Orlando had to make that decision. Now, keeping Michael Carter-Williams for the rest of the year was the easy decision. Like I said, he's been very, very good. We'll talk about him in just a moment. It's the next decision that was the difficult one. Because the Magic used an injury exception to sign Michael Carter-Williams, that would make him ineligible for the playoffs. So in order to make him eligible for the playoff roster, the Magic had to cut someone off their roster. Roster. The going bet was probably that it would be Jaron Grant. Because he's out of the rotation, he's probably not going to be re-signed, doesn't really cost you anything. But unfortunately, doing that would mean entering the NBA playoffs with just two healthy point guards. And you have to work and assume you are making the playoffs right now. The other option then was to cut Isaiah Briscoe. While Isaiah Briscoe has been fantastic and a guy the Magic probably want to be a part of this team's future, at least in the short term, he's a non guaranteed deal and he's hurt. And there's no sign that he will be back in time for the playoffs. And so it was with that that the Magic made a really difficult decision. The Magic waived Isaiah Briscoe on Thursday. It, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen... Since, since Jameer Nelson got cut. Or got, got cut and, and that was an odd... The way that happened, from the way I understand it, was, was very, very odd. But I have not seen uh, the Magic kind of publicly thank a player like this since then, since Jameer Nelson. I say Briscoe's no Jameer Nelson, don't get me wrong. But there was an appreciation for what he did and, and and honestly a sadness that this is the decision they had to make. That this is the path that they had to walk down. That unfortunately the realities of the way the roster is constructed, the way the contracts were doled out, the way the way the Magic are competing that they had to make this decision. Isaiah Briscoe, unfortunately, was just a victim of circumstance. Just bad timing and bad luck. This guy has gone through so much to get himself to this opportunity. To be in position, to be in the NBA. And for all this to happen to him, to lose this, guarantees a strong word, but cushion. To lose that security is frankly heartbreaking. and, and you know I don't know the ins and outs of, of the NBA and the NBA contract system, but I really hope that that the magic are able to do something to kind of keep him on the path that he's on as far as his recovery and, and getting into the, and staying in the orbit of the league. Because there's one thing that we do know about the NBA, is once you kind of fall off the orbit, it's tough to get back in. And Isaiah Briscoe honestly knows that better than most. Isaiah Briscoe got lost in the shuffle at Kentucky, ended up having to go play in Estonia, and was kind of unearthed very randomly by the Orlando Magic this year. Um, I think I think uh, is either I think Matt Lloyd or Jeff Weltman told the story on the Orlando Magic Pod squad about how they got Isaiah Briscoe. And he was just someone that that the Magic front office was kind of keeping tabs on there, intrigued with him, but didn't think he was quite there. And they saw him play in Estonia, they brought him into their mini-camp and they said, We gotta get this guy. And it's pretty incredible that that a player who came from that league. A, impressed enough at a minicamp to get a contract on the spot. He was signed before Summer League. And then as he struggled a little bit in the early part part of the season with the NBA game, suddenly found himself making such a positive impact on the team. Make no mistake about it as well. The Magic got significantly better when Isaiah Briscoe stepped into the lineup. It was some coincidence But not completely. Briscoe picked up the pace. He was a a dogged defender. A really good defender. Pesky defender, which is what you want off the bench. He was willing to get into the lane and mix things up. And so while he didn't fill up a stat sheet, he filled in a lot of nooks and crannies that, that help a team go. And for a Magic team whose bench really struggled, Briscoe was a saving grace. And tearing his meniscus when he did came at the absolute worst time for him because he was rolling. The team was rolling. And after trying Jaron Grant for a few games, it was clear the Magic weren't getting the same juice that they needed, that that Briscoe was giving them. Fortunately for the Magic, and and perhaps unfortunately for Briscoe, Michael Carter-Williams has done a lot of the things that Isaiah Briscoe did, and frankly, has done them better he's able to get into the lane very effectively. I mean, I think Briscoe is a better shooter than Carter Williams. But Carter Williams' defense is a lot more dynamic because of his length and athleticism. He's pushing the pace even faster than Briscoe did. And the Magic's bench has gone from one of the very worst in the league to a top 10 bench in the league since Michael Carter Williams joined the roster. It's an incredible turnaround. And so once again, Isaiah Briscoe feels like a victim of circumstance. He's had a great year. I can't wait to, to write his player evaluate, his player evaluation for the year. He earned a spot in the NBA. He is an NBA player, and I think we can say that unequivocally. But he's gonna get lost in the shuffle again. No one has ideas that Isaiah Briscoe is a starting point guard at at this moment, or a long-term solution as a starting point guard. But I would say this too, it's going to be hard to find him a spot if he wants to return to the Magic. Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports uh, reporting that the Magic are interested in bringing Isaiah Briscoe back. So it does feel like and seem like this is a mutual understanding that this is something they had to do to, to be ready for the playoffs and make their roster playoff-ready, and there's interest in kind of continuing the relationship in whatever way it is. Briscoe's contract had two more years left on it with both years unguaranteed. So he knew he was going to have to fight for a spot once again. And frankly, the way he played this year, I would say he doesn't didn't have to fight very hard. It, it should be his. But the point guard picture for Orlando is certainly a bit more muddied. And, and while it's nice to hear that the Magic are interested in bringing him back, That's no guarantee that he will be back or that, frankly, now that Briscoe is a free agent this summer, that he will find someplace else that fits better. Orlando's going to have DJ Augustin. They're going to have Markel Fultz waiting in the wings. And yeah, frankly, we don't know what the structure of Michael Carter Williams' contract is, whether it's a contract for the rest of the year or a multi-year deal. They're probably going to want to retain Michael Carter Williams as well. So where does that leave Isaiah Briscoe? Once again, circumstances prevented Briscoe from showcasing himself in the way he typically might have. Circumstance, again, has stripped Isaiah Briscoe of some security. And it's just a reality of this league, an unfortunate reality of this league. That this is how things play out for him. And I'm sorry to see it because Briscoe has endeared himself and become a fan favorite. But this is the reality, unfortunately. And one man's struggles are another man's opportunity. Michael Carter-Williams was brought in because Jaron Grant wasn't quite getting the job done that the Magic needed. And as I said before, Michael Carter-Williams has kind of done Briscoe's job better than him. Whether it was blocking shots or or making defensive plays or using his length, Michael Carter-Williams has proven himself measurably, to be better than the 5.4 points per game and 3.7 assists per game that he's averaging. He's proving himself to be more valuable than the 34.7% shooting and 18.8% three-point shooting that he's provided so far. His individual numbers are not impressive, but it's clear watching games, his impact is. The energy he brings, the defensive intensity he brings, do change games. With Michael Carter-Williams on the floor, the Magic have a plus 13.3 net rating. This is a small-ish sample size of nine games, but that mark is the best of any rotation player on the team. Only Troy Copain has a better mark than that, and he's played only 16 minutes this season. Orlando has a 112.7 offensive rating with him on the floor and a 99.5 defensive rating. There's no other way around it that, yes, Plenty of players on the Magic have played well this stretch, but no one has played better than Michael Carter-Williams, or no one's had the seemingly instant impact like Michael Carter-Williams, whether it's on the defensive end or on the offensive end. And everyone can feel it. Everyone can point to traits that Carter-Williams has that have made him so valuable to this team. Yeah, man, he, he's really bringing a lot of energy,
0: um, giving us really a spark off the bench. You know, he, he does all the little things really well.
1: Um, I don't know if the final is going to keep him. Um, he <laughs> yeah. does a job, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, he, 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 he's just terrific for us. Uh, defense, intensity, uh, he's great on the ball. He's a lanky defender, <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what we need right now. Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross talking about Michael Carter-Williams after Wednesday's game. It's just plain and simple, really, that Carter-Williams adds something to the game game and to the team. When they Magic play the Hawks, he's going to be able to match the pace the Hawks play out. Maybe that plays into their hands a little bit, but Orlando is going to pick up their pace with that bench unit, and that, again, has completely transformed them. So when it came to making that difficult decision, it wasn't just a matter of Isaiah Briscoe was hurt and, and all that, it's... Michael Carter-Williams is someone the Magic need on this team to make their playoff push. He's endeared himself to fans in a way that I don't think a lot of people expected. Because again, success does that. Now whether Michael Carter-Williams can parlay this into something else is another question because Michael Carter-Williams was very close to being completely out of the league. He was... Waived by the Chicago Bulls after a trade with the Houston Rockets, and was working out on his own in Los Angeles when the Magic made the call at a very late stage in the season. And his familiarity with Steve Clifford and, and what the Magic and the coaching staff probably helped him a little bit. And to be perfectly fair and honest as well, a lot of the problems that have plagued Michael Carter-Williams throughout his career still exist. He's still not a great shooter. He's still kind of sporadic. And you still need to play him sort of limited minutes. But Steve Clifford was absolutely right as well in saying his defense is legitimately very good. And right now his defense and playmaking are making up for his lack of shooting and his lack of offensive ability. He's kind of found this niche role, this nice role within the, con- the context of this team. And it's obviously been a big part of the Magic's playoff push. So yes, the Magic made some difficult decisions on Thursday. Decisions they knew were coming. But right now, those decisions were all made with the idea that the playoffs are not only in sight, not only achievable, but something they need to play and prepare for. And Michael Carter-Williams gives them the best chance to win in the playoffs. Without a doubt. And that's why he's still on the team and why he might have a little bit of a future with this team beyond this season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can find me on Twitter at underscore MD. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. As well, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun plays download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Also, check us out on the Himalaya app along with the other Locked On podcasts to get your podcasts delivered to you daily. You could, uh, you could also follow me on Twitter at Magic Daily and of course for the latest on the Orlando Magic be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com We'll be back again tomorrow with a recap of the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks that episode hopefully won't be too long but it probably will Um, so definitely check your inboxes on Saturday we're at that time of the year so I'm going to do some weekend episodes but until then for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic this has been Philip Ross and Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic You are Locked on Magic Your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day.
0: Hey, Prime members,
1: you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.